to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. Andy and I are back. I hope you are doing very, very well today. Andy, you and I expected a pretty ugly affair, to say the least, against Sampdoria, and that is exactly what we got. But <laughs> on top of that, we also got an additional two injuries. So there's there's obviously the match, but then there's this this injury crisis. I again on the previous episode, I said I don't even know how to describe it. I don't know who to blame. I don't know the cause. Clearly, nobody else knows the cause because it keeps happening. I mean, what do you make of this? Because this is a uh, this is a full out emergency. Yeah, of course. And first of all, I really, uh, you know, <laughs> we said we expected a shitty game, and it was a shitty, shitty game. And um, I wasn't looking forward to recording this, to be honest, because the way the game <laughs> unfolded, the way the, I mean, the the way things have been happening recently is just downright depressing. And to me, this injury thing is out of it's unlike anything I've seen in recent years anywhere in any team. This this injury bug is is scary. And it is jeopardizing another season. I think this time it's it's jeopardizing it even more, even more so because you have a, a new coach, you have new players, you bring an additional players to positions that previously were or had been exposed, and you still find yourself in the same situation with the same dilemmas, um, perhaps now more so than ever. Uh, you're looking at playing what six game within a span of not even three weeks. Uh, you 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 are looking at playing Santon in the midfield. You're looking at maybe bringing in a Primavera player uh, for the Europa League fixture. You're looking at important important key players such as Cristante being out for at least three months. Uh, you're looking at the mystery of of Under, who's disappeared. I don't know what Under looks like, to be honest. Uh, I, I have no recollection of his face anymore. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know. You know, you you bring in all these people. You bring in Zapacosta out for the season. You have Perotti, who, thank God, he played against Sampdoria. I hope that wasn't too much for his eighty-seven uh, year old man's physique. Um, you have Jekyll, who's banged up, and his only substitute, who we brought in because we said, hey, you know what? Maybe Sheik is not enough. Maybe we need an experienced player, uh, someone who needs to redeem himself. Uh, comes in, plays his first starting game in the league, out for two months. I mean, this is just ridiculous, and not even so. It's 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 scary to 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 the to the very core of the meaning of this word because. It's still all up for grabs, but now we find ourselves in a position where we really—I don't—I can't even tell you what I think about the game. I can't tell you. Yeah, it's almost—we're at the point where the matches now and the results are secondary. You just brought up Roma's schedule, so on Thursday of this week they play Munchen Gladbach. And then at the weekend on Sunday they have Milan, and then they have a midweek fixture the thirtieth of October against Udinese, that's away. And then they're home on the 2nd of November against Napoli. Then again in the Europa League 
they face Mönchengladbach on the 7th of November, and then they face Parma on the 10th of November. So that is six matches in the next uh, couple of weeks. So they're, they're going to have a huge problem. One of the things I've seen people discussing or debating on social media was, do we think or do we believe or do we hope that Fonseca will move away from his preferred 4-2-3-1 formation? Because you just mentioned it. Uh, the prospect of Davide Santon playing in that uh, that median, uh, that mediano role, is terrifying to me. Now he put Pastore there, and I didn't, I, I didn't think he was actually that bad. I thought he was actually one of the better performers against Sampdoria. Um, but then you also have the prospect of Veretu playing every single minute. He's really uh, the only defensive midfielder that you have available at this very given moment. So, just given that. There are so many injured players. They have a match on Thursday. They have another match on Sunday. H- how would you approach this? Because there's so little you can do. I, I listen. I'm out of answers. Do you I throw don't... it away? Do you th- I've seen people no, suggesting you you no, you just throw no, it away. You don't throw it. No, you're no. You're on top of the table. You you do you don't throw it away. You can't throw it away. You get this game right. You're through. Um, and and this means that listen if it means relying on ricardi who whom everybody it seemed like the whole fan base was 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 behind him, keeping him because he's such a star player well then now you know if 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 it worse comes to worse now it's his chance to shine because um, in the in these like in these uh, europa league games i expect uh, you know primavera players to appear because you're not going to 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 play game in game out with uh, Pastore. No way. No. I mean, the guy Fonseca has highlighted it many many times. He's emphasized it many many times. The guy is in shape, one game at a time. He plays what 60, 70 minutes. I mean, the the the, the idea of of seeing him play another 60 70 maybe now even 80 90 minutes the next game is i don't know 10% chances of that happening so um i i i really don't i don't see us throwing away these these europa league games it, to to me the fact that you're on top of the table um means listen you put in all the effort you can and and get it out of the way and then focus on the serie but Man, it's we've played eight games so far this season, Serie A. Eight games. Sixteen players have have gone injured during this season. This includes, you know, minor injuries like Paul Lopez, uh, Florenzi with the flu, whatever. It's these are things that I haven't seen in a long time. And when I say jeopardize, I literally mean this is jeopardizing the season. This is not an excuse. This is uh, something that is happening. That is. Uh, that is messing up the whole game plan because you have a new coach who who's come here. You bring in new players. You want to set something up. You want to do something, and they just they start dropping like flies. And so from one week he he needs to rely on Under and and Jeko. The other week he, Under is missing. He needs to rely on Florenzi as a winger. Then the next week he he you know he needs to. Uh, put Pastore as the most pivotal player on the pitch. I mean, God knows what happens. What what happens if if Kolarov goes down with all the minutes he's played? What happens 
if if even Clivert goes down, um, I know he got a red card, so we're not going to see him uh, starting in Serie A. But still, now we're in a position that we cannot afford to lose anybody. And it, it's not likely that, that it, it, it's going to happen. I've had a couple of people ask me who you and I, and they, they suggested this as a topic, but who do you blame for this injury crisis? Because I said this, I believe, two or three episodes ago. I said things were just easier when Darcy Norman was here, who is the former trainer of Roma. He's no longer with the club, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah. he, he sort of became the proverbial punching bag yes. for everybody when all of those ACL tears kept happening. I believe it was 2014, 2015 when they started really – Taking but it, off yeah, the club. yeah, it, that's when they started taking off. But I remember it went on to uh, Spalletti's last season. I mean, that right. that's when when Rudiger uh, uh, tore his ACL, when Emerson tore his ACL, when Florenzi tore his ACL t- twice. Uh, that was it. That was I think that was a, a huge campaign to get him out. We know what they've done with Trigoria. They've obviously resurfaced the pitch. I've seen some people suggesting that maybe there's too much weight training that the team is spending too much time in the gym. I've just seen other people suggesting that Roma are cursed, which is certainly, I, I, if there is ever a theory that I am willing to listen to and accept, that put me at the top of the list of that one. But seriously, I mean, do you blame somebody, or is this just the worst like you've ever seen? Because I have to be honest with you, there somebody has to shoulder the blame, because this is beyond bad luck in my opinion. Uh, you don't have this sort of injury history for four to five straight seasons without there being some sort of root cause without there being some sort of similarity between all of these situations now are there are there one-offs of course uh chatting with a wisdom tooth we're not going to blame roma's training staff for that um even pellegrini who had the uh the injury with his heel uh you know things like that that I don't think you can necessarily pin on the club, the trainers, the surface, whatever it may be. But Andy, is there something that you think is the blame of all this? To be honest, um, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, I've, I'm, I'm drained of energy, man. I don't even have the energy to to go looking for the people to blame. And certainly, there must be somewhere deep, deep down, uh, a, 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 a glimmer of, of, of. Of, of just uh, uh, the starting point of all this, you know, there has has to come from some, maybe from different, different, you know, different directions. Maybe, you know, it's, it's the fact that some of these players don't, uh, I don't know, they don't, they don't look after themselves too well, you know, maybe they, they don't do this right or do this properly or, you know, eat this or eat that. And, and then you add, you know whatever exercise they do at Trigoria, but here you're looking at two different, like even more than two different fitness staffs. Uh, you know you're looking at you're looking at new specialists being brought in. You're looking at people getting fired, uh, especially after this disastrous season that we are coming from. I mean, heads rolled uh, uh, not even three months ago. Uh, Filippo Biafora was, I remember there was a whole day where he was basically reporting every 20 minutes. This guy is fired. This guy's fired. This guy just left, you know? So things happen behind, behind the curtains, but it's still happening. So there must be something that is still there that we don't know about. And 
but this is this is listen this must be as frustrating to Fonseca and his staff as it is for us because you're just looking at a team that is is losing every player and it doesn't matter if that player is playing big minutes like Cristante who mind you this is this is the infuriating part this is what I don't get Cristante 3 years hasn't had an injury Last season, he was our only player who did not get injured. Remember last season where everybody was getting left and right. He was the only man who who, who kept playing right, right. no matter what. He was always there, always fit. This season comes along, gets the worst injury of, of, of his career, may jeopardize his career if it gets any worse. Uh, if if the solution, you know, of operating or not operating, because it's still not given that he's gonna get surgery, um, you know, that is the scary part. That you have some of these players that 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 showed consistency, and now boom, something happens and they're off. And then you have players like Kalinic who hasn't played that much this season, first starting game in Serie. A. And out for two months. That's what's scary to me. That, you know, a guy like Kalinic gets knocked really hard. Yes. But but the consequences are of it are, are, are so extremely severe for us. And Diawara. Uh, Diawara, who... The, the guy who, who hit on Diawara didn't even get a, a, a red card. And out for another two months or so. And and there there's a lot of... There is a lot of weird things happening because this doesn't happen to just to the players who play big minutes, to the Jekos, to the Kolarovs, uh, to the Florenzis. This happens uh, to to even the, the 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 smaller players, let's say. So listen, I wouldn't even be surprised if the next one to go is Santon, who's I think played like ten minutes this season. It's. Um... There's very little to say, and it's so hard to make sense of. I, I agree. When somebody suggested we discuss this, I, I didn't even know. I, I always write down notes about stuff we're going to discuss. I didn't even write anything down for this because I, I can't think of a root cause. I can't blame anybody. Listen, I, 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 I contacted Palotta. He didn't respond, but you, you mentioned it. I'm sure these guys are just as puzzled, just as angry, just as frustrated as and we terrified, are. And terrified, John, terrified. That must be a scary feeling to see all those guys next to you drop like flies. Very, very. And, Andy, the timing of this could not have been any worse. I mean, this is the most busiest part of their schedule to date of the entire season. You could argue this is probably the most busy it'll be sure. in the entire season. Oh, um, six matches within the next couple of weeks. Um, I, I really don't know what they do for this. And the, the thing that makes it even worse is you have crucial, crucial league matches that are coming up here. You have a league match against Milan. You go away to Udinese, and then you face Napoli. Now, you're home against Napoli, you're home against Milan, and you're away to Udinese. So, uh, obviously, it helps being at home for two of those three, but, I mean, those are matches. Two of the three are against teams that you're fighting for a top-four position with, and we keep having these draws. Uh, Roma currently said at three wins, four draws, one loss. I mean, these they can't afford to keep dropping points anymore. We're, we're, we're past the part of, okay, it's early in the season, you know, we, we get that. Um, you can use that as an excuse the first four to five match days. But I think we're beyond that because you can't keep drawing to these teams 
who are below you in the table. I, I say it a million times on here. In the spring, you always regret the points that you dropped in the fall and the winter months. And I can't help but feel that that is exactly how Roma will be feeling when they're sitting there in February, March, April, when we, maybe we're in a similar similar situation like last season, where you look at the schedule and you think, oh my God, we you know we, we dropped points to Kievo, Cagliari, Bologna. Um, it's just those few matches where you lose those points, it can become so crucial in the end. I mean, as far as just performances go, are you starting to get worried? Because I, I, I know it was difficult to come on here and talk about the match, but if we're being honest here, that match was so difficult to watch. It was abhorrent. It was terrible. Listen, I'm for sure I'm worried, but I'm also 150% behind this team because I see this team get knocked around by 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 other teams i see referees not not blowing the whistle properly i don't see bertolacci uh playing that game if if he was in a roma shirt can you imagine if zaniolo did what <laughs> bertolacci did to that i mean the zaniolo would have been out out with a straight red if had he done that but it seems like now it's you know it's a it's a privilege to 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 knock around some roma players and the consequences of 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 that of of letting players get away with it have been extremely detrimental to Roma, and it's to me it's it's extremely frustrating because when when these rules are so uh, unbalanced, and when you see these referees make all these weird decisions, uh, you can never really establish a proper rhythm, uh, mind you. Sampdoria suck. They suck, but I told you before that this would have been a totally different game with Ranieri on there, and it was. And uh, he got 100%. he got certain things 100%. right, certain things wrong. Uh, they just sat back. We had, I think, like sixty percent of possession. We had double their passes. Didn't mean a thing because we couldn't get a shot off right. Um, but but to me, going forward, if 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 this team w- keeps being as depleted as it is right now, I, I you know with all the frustration, I I can't blame it. I I can't. It's stronger than me, but I can't be angry at a team that is every week is is forced to play with a different uh, uh, with a different formation with with you know different situations that break up rhythm. You cannot create rhythm. If if week in week out you 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 get a red card here you get a red card there you get two players injured every game you you have your coach thrown out of the the the, the, the pitch it's at a certain point obviously teams like Udinese you should be beating but for that you also need some consistency and Roma after the first you know uh, I remember when they, they put that string of three wins um, against Sassuolo, Besakshir and someone else I can remember Lecce and Lecce and and I think then then was Bologna you you had consistency you, you still you, you they you could see that they were finding their rhythm uh and it was fine. Even the first two games, even the game against Genoa, which we equalized, it was still you could still see the signs of a team that was was wanted to develop a certain rhythm. Now they can't because every time it's it's a whole different setup, a whole different uh, you know 
team, uh, whole different mechanisms, different communication with different players. You're not going to play the same way if you have Kalinic starting for you as as you do with Dzeko. You're not going to play the same way if next game Perotti starts instead of Clivert or whomever. And that's what's scary to me is that this is a work in progress, but you you're not allowing it to be a work in progress. This is this is still a team figuring things out, but it doesn't have the pieces to do so. You're absolutely right. And I think another thing that sort of wasn't talked about as much, um, I mean, just the consequences of all of these players getting injured. I mean, Kadinich, he went out. Jekyll wasn't even supposed to play. We heard all week from even the surgeon who operated on his fractured cheekbone saying, Listen, uh, Jekyll has no business playing in this match. It's a He's, risk. He said he had rested. no business playing uh, even against Milan, that he should stay out of the Milan game even. Right. You're absolutely right. And then what happens? Kalinic goes off. Jekyll has to come on, which nobody wanted. Now, Fonseca played it a bit coy in his press conference. He said, I would never... Somebody asked him, would you call him up just as a morale boost to the team? And he said, I would never call up a player just to, uh, you know, help help morale or a, uh, a symbolic call-up. Uh, if I call somebody up, they're going to be ready. But there is no chance Jekyll was ready. There was no chance he should have even been playing in that match. And now you almost have to wonder in the back of your mind, um, now we haven't heard anything, but did he re-aggravate the injury? Did he, um, did he put himself at risk for the next match, whether it's the Europa League or the one against Milan? I mean, there are so many consequences when you have all of these injuries. So I don't know how they continue. I don't know what sort of setup Fonseca has in the back of his mind if he has to change things. I've seen some people suggesting they move to a 4-3-3, put Florenzi in the midfield with Zaniolo and Veritu. As far as balance goes, that doesn't, I, I, I don't, that doesn't seem very balanced to me. Um, but again... I don't know what, what other route what's you have. balanced now. What's balanced now? You see, it's you can't even talk about balance because well, you can't. Have, I options? mean, there's been no balance all season. That's the thing. Um, and Roma have scored their lowest total number of goals since 2011. Yes, and they also conceded only one goal recently, uh, and it was uh, due to uh, a penalty. So th- there are two f- sides to this. Exactly. So I, before we go here, I actually wanted to talk about that because there. These last two weeks, three weeks, whatever you want to call it, there has been so little that I think you could take positive from this Roma, whether it be results, performances, so on and so forth. But but I do think we have our preferred central defender pairing, yeah? I mean, Smalling, For sure. Mancini, they, they certainly seem to have a very good connection. Uh, Smalling, I, I have to raise my hand a bit. We were told that he wasn't that great on the ball coming into this. He's actually performed a lot better on the ball and in possession than I expected. And I think they complement each other very well. So at least that is a, uh, if we want to take anything from this episode, as depressing as hell as it has been, I think that is at least one silver lining in all of this. Uh, Fonseca has his preferred central defender pairing then. Yeah, and that's, you know, obviously Mancini still needs to be more composed. And it seems like, again, just like with Zaniolo, Mancini is another one of those players that referees love to uh, to to give yellow cards to. Um, it, it seems like everything he does is, is looked at through a magnifying glass. So th- that's... Okay, I won't, yeah. But otherwise, I think both guys really complement each other, as you said. Um, Smalling, to me, what's impressive is that 
he came on and he did exactly what I expected him to do to to bully players around and you can see him you can see he comes from a different league and he's not afraid of contact he he reads very well he's fast doesn't you know doesn't let other uh, the the opposition striker um you know go behind him sneak up on him whatever he's always there always ready so in a team that has had trouble to develop rhythm, to develop sort of chemi- chemistry, uh, that, that central defender pairing, and um, especially Smalling's attitude, because he's performed with Fazio, with Mancini, um, where I think we are still yet to see him with uh, Juan Jesus, but he's shown great <laughs> great adaptability, you know? So, so yeah. um, that's at least, please... I'm okay. I'm not gods. I'm not gonna refer to God as God, but gods, please. If they're the footballing gods, please spare us at least the the, the central defenders, please, because uh, without that, without without this at least consistency of 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 that duo um, of that department, in, uh, which has been criticized by us multiple multiple times, uh, these games would have been a lot worse and. At least here, you're looking at a situation where, yes, you're not producing enough. And you are clueless with the ball against Samp. And you can't, you don't seem to be able to read the action well going forward, unlike the first three or four games out where it seemed like Roma were so beautiful going forward. Now, at least, it, it, there, there are signs of a backline that makes sense. One hundred percent. So let's end it there before we get any more depressed. Um, yeah, it, it's again very difficult to find any positives in this moment. I understand. But... And also, also, I looked at the free agents uh, that are available. Man, you don't, you don't want to do that. No, you don't. Oh, don't, don't go don't, there. Don't, don't. don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go. No, no, no. Don't even. Don't even Google it. Don't even Google current free agents, particularly uh. ones that came from Italian sides. <laughs> Um, I saw someone suggesting <laughs> Ballon Barani, and I uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, I was I, I looked around which window around me would be the best to jump yep. out of because if we're if the answer is Ballon Barami, we are asking the it's, wrong. It's it's either Ballon Barami or it's Hatem Benarfa. So guys, uh, pick your poison. That is the absolute perfect way to put it, Andy. Pick your poison. So. That's where we're going to end it before we get any deeper into the available free agent list and get any further depressed about this topic. But um, as always, thank you so, so much for listening. If you could continue to share, review all of our content, that helps us so, so much. So as always, until next time, ciao.